Oh, I'm just lying here in my panties thinking about all of the hot times me and my friends have shared. You know, sex is natural, even if it can be a little stinky. If you're anything like me, you save the nastiest sex for Valentine's Day. Let me help you ensure that this Valentine's Day will be the rankest. It's all thanks to AdamandEve.com. When you go to AdamandEve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get 50% off. But baby, we're just getting started. Make sure to use coupon code FREAK. And not only do you get 50% off one item, you'll also get 10 free gifts. First, for your viewing pleasure, six free movies. Next, you'll get the Valentine's Day Lover's Kit. That includes a special item for him, a toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Finally, free shipping on your entire order. That's a lot of free Valentine's Day stuff, so head on over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code FREAK. That's F-R-E-A-K. Help ensure this Valentine's Day is the stinkiest. Use promo code FREAK at adamandeve.com. Hey, Freaks, it's Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Coming up on the program today, a revenge best served vaginally. Plus, burning a hole right through your colon, picking out shepherd pie chunks in your phlegm, and why a hot oven is not the same thing as a baby's crib. All coming up today. With Tim Henson. I, d- I don't have kitty milk. You gotta see the pussy or the butthole. L O L. Have it out loud. I'm gonna lose my mind today. Mrs. Butterworth is twice as thick and it's made with horse urine. Welcome to Distorted View Daily. You are all my special snatches. What a beautiful sentiment right before Valentine's Day. You know, if you are coupled up and you don't have a song yet, May I suggest Special Snatch? First couple to provide video evidence that you danced to Special Snatch during your wedding reception will receive a Distorted View prize pack. Don't get too excited. 
A Distorted View prize pack is pretty much comprised of just used Q-tips I've been collecting over the years. Hey, you could do worse than a bunch of Tim Henson's earwax. And please don't email me telling me I should not use Q-tips on my ears. I don't care. I use Q-tips on my ears. I've used them for 40 plus years and I'm doing fine. Look at what you've done. You've got me all riled up at the top of the show. I'm all angry. Can't believe you're judging me. You're judging me? Who the fuck do you think you are? How are you guys getting earwax out of your ears, huh? Rags? What are you, sticking your finger in with a rag and cleaning it out? Using one of those, like, ear vacuums? I hope your your brain gets sucked out of your head. I don't even want to do this show now. Questioning my hygiene like that, it's rude, is what it is. Like, it has no effect on your life whatsoever. Leave me alone. This is a so- This is cyberbullying. I'm pretty sure there are laws against that now. Y'all are in big trouble. Can't believe you're treating me this way today. Especially after I have gone and done something so incredibly nice and wonderful for you freaks. Your heads are going to spin when I tell you what it is. You're going to be real sorry about all this Q-tip unpleasantness. That's for sure. You'll see. I'm going to try to shake it off, though. Can I please get some epic music? Yes, that'll do just fine. Any excuse to use this dumb voice, right? For years in the near two-decade-old realm of Distorted View Daily, there has been a void. But today, what once was lost has again been found. The prophecy foretold of this day when a righteous and godlike figure. That's me, by the way. I'm the godlike figure. Yes, this godlike figure would return the unworldly gift that was once enjoyed by all until its untimely purloining. That day is today! And now, to recite the great mystical numbers that will unlock these riches for all, I shout to the sky, to the heavens, three, six, two, six, eight. We have our post office box. (laughs) She's beautiful. How I've missed her. Should you want to send a card, letter, wads of cash, or expensive consumer electronics? No, I did not say tufts of pubic hair. I don't want pubic hair. You can now send physical manifestations of words to Distorted View, P.O. Box 36268, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45236. Use it and abuse it, but don't really abuse it. After all these years, we finally have our post office box back again. You made me cry. You told me lies, but I can't stand to say goodbye. Mama, I'm coming home. What a colossal waste of four minutes. I could have just said, hey, we have a new post office box. It's on our show notes.
that's not how we roll here on Distorted View Daily. No, no, we like to load everything up with a bunch of bullshit. Ting! I did want to say uh, about the post office box, over the years, uh, freaks have sent all sorts of great, fun, DV-worthy stuff, including just letters, cards, drawings, pictures, photos... I do want to treat it like the voicemail line, though, in that everything I receive from the post office box, I will uh, record myself opening and sharing with you, probably in like TikTok videos or YouTube videos. Of course, I'll talk about it here on the show, too. But I want to make sure that everyone who sends something gets to see, uh, you know, my reaction as I open it or read the letter, whatever you send. And, uh, you know, when we do videos behind me, there's this huge uh, wall full of cubby holes. Already, if you look closely, there are, there are things that uh, freaks have sent in over the years. So if you do find something DV-worthy that you want, uh, you know, distorted view to have and display, I'll put it up behind me. Uh, and when we do videos, you, you know, you'll get to see your contributions. Obviously, if it's X-rated, I, you know, it's going to have to be a little hidden if we're posting stuff on YouTube. A listener did clone their dick and uh, sent me a rubber version of it, which is nice, which is somewhere up there. But again, it's out of sight (laughs) by the camera. Thanks to everyone for being super patient uh, with me getting this post office box. It's taken just about as long as it is uh, for me to get that uh, bidet set up. So, hey, that's next on my list. You can find our post office box on our show notes and, uh, of course, over there at distortedview.com. Now I think we should really get into the show. Now it's time to start the program. You know, many people ask me, Tim, you feature all sorts of disgusting stuff uh, on your podcast. Does anything make you queasy? As a matter of fact, I think someone just called into the voicemail line not too long ago asking a very similar question. I'm largely, believe it or not, desensitized to poop and scat once in a while. I'll get totally grossed out and can't watch it, but I'm usually okay with it. Look what this podcast has done to me. Snot and phlegm, though. Those are a couple that I can't get past. I mean, I can watch it. I've I've featured it a a couple times here on the show. And if it's just like normal spit, like like a woman spitting on a dude's face, okay. But when it's like real thick and mucusy, or if they've been like chewing nicotine and it's all brown, or they blow snot rockets, I, I, I don't like that. It's important, though, because this is my job. I need to try to desensitize myself to that as well, right? Look, duty calls. Sometimes you just have to power through. So I found a couple clips here. This is more for me than for you. I've got to try to build up a tolerance and stop being such a pussy when it comes to phlegm. Does anyone want to go through this with me? We can support one another. Oh, no. Here's our first clip. We've got a woman with a cold. I like the idea of her turning this around. You know, she's sick, not feeling well. She can still make money with it, though. Let's just blow some snot rockets on Cam. Anyways, you bought this clip for snot, so here you go. Would you look that up for me? No! Can you see it? That's asking too much. Mm. It's very uh, slimy, stringy, and she's licking it. Go ahead, lick it. Lick it. My little snot boy. Snot boy, snot boy. Hold on, I gotta go pee. No, what you need to do is check on that crying child in the background. I know what you're up to, lady. I think at one point she actually blows her nose too hard and gets lightheaded and she 
That's when she decides to end the clip. If I'm not going to waste more time, I'm going to try one more. Nose blow and see if I can get some snot out. Yeah, she... Yeah, eventually she runs dry, right? No more disgusting snot. So she, she just tries to blow so hard. Hey, you know, get, get something out. You know, this is how this is her livelihood here. She gave herself a bloody nose. Well, well, okay, I'm dizzy as fuck. I gotta go. <laughs> it made me dizzy, really fucking dizzy. You see how how hard I try for you guys. She truly is a hero. It goes, uh, number one, first responders. Number two, snot fetish whores. And then a distant third is those doctors without borders physicians. I mean, a real distant third. When it comes to snot and phlegm fetish videos, I gotta say, love the gay stuff. Because the majority of guys filming these gay snot videos are actually straight. They know the real money is in gay porn, but they don't want to do gay stuff. Blowing snot rockets and spitting up loogies? You don't even have to get naked for that. It is funny. I follow this guy uh, who, uh, on, I don't know, Instagram or TikTok or something, who uh, literally was gay for pay. He's a straight guy, and he did gay porn. And he's now, like, he's out of the porn industry, and he's got, like, a girlfriend or wife or something. And he talks about his experiences and every step of the way. You're like, oh, well, you're gay. You're just you're you're gay. I'm sorry. That's what everyone thinks. You're a homosexual. You're living in denial. But like, what's the point? He's obviously not because if he was, you know, he's done gay porn. Anyone can see him having sex with dudes. At that point, the jig is up. If you're gay, everyone thinks you're gay already. So you might as well just come out. But he's not. He's straight. That being said, in gay porn, he was the bottom. He was the guy getting fucked. You'd think most gay-for-pay people wouldn't want to be the ones being penetrated. Like, you really have to enjoy being gay to accept dicks up there, right? So I thought. And, like, he relays all these horror stories about how his, like, asshole would get tore up. Anal fissures and stuff. And, of course, it all came down to the money. The, the reason why he didn't do straight porn? Gay porn paid more money. The reason why he was a bottom boy? It paid money. Someone should have really told him about gay loogie porn. Could have saved him a lot of heartache and ass ache. Trips to the emergency room and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the bubble wouldn't want to come out yet. Oh, shepherd's pie mix. Yeah, we got a guy who just finished eating dinner, and his friends are watching him uh, spit and drool. And I guess there's some chunks of undigested shepherd's pie. Maybe it was caught in his teeth or right. something. But that look, there was a little brown life form dangling from the lip axle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's puking or what. It's, I mean, it's definitely just like phlegmy, mucusy stuff coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Life bubble. <laughs> so this is a fetish uh, account called uh, Spit Feet Hands. I guess those are the areas this account focuses on. And since there's no nudity, technically, they don't even have to go the OnlyFans route. You can find them on Patreon, patreon.com slash spitfeethands. 
And here is a uh, cough slash throw up in slow mo. Oh. <laughs> These guys are also smoking, uh, and that might be causing the coughing. For some reason, this video is not bothering me as much as the first one. I think because the first one really focused uh, more on snot. Oh. Yeah, I, we're approaching my threshold here. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That is pretty gross. Again, it's not throw up that's coming out. It's definitely like thick phlegm. Okay. That that's enough. Make it stop. Make it stop. Yeah, I need to work on building up my tolerance to this. Real quick before we move on from disgusting porn stuff. You know I love the gwaggle gwaggle sounds of cock sucking. We've got a guy here doing his best. I heard something come out Oh I love when like um, The guy who's sucking the dick Is all the way down on the penis Right His face is basically buried Into the dude's pubic hair He's that far down on the dick Right And then he pukes But there's nowhere for the puke to go Because his mouth is just so full of dick and so it's only when he pulls off of the dick that the, the puke just spills everywhere. I like that. <laughs> that I don't have a problem with. Someone had orange juice for breakfast. I'm sorry. The only thing I can think of when I watch these, these clips are like the cleanup. The cleanup that's involved after the shoot. Not a lot of gwaggle gwaggle. Just, it's heavy on the throw up. I apologize. I think you get the idea there. Well, there you go. Some puke, snot, and phlegm fetish content for your Tuesday. Moving on now, I've got a uh, Tony Chase update. He is the Utard who refers to himself as I'm not gay, not never. It's part of his name on YouTube, actually. It's so funny. I'm always afraid that I'm going to uh, feature a U-Tard uh, too much or too often. And, uh, you know, then I'll get people emailing me saying, enough, enough with this person. It's too much. But then, you know, I get emails all the time saying, Tim, you need to check out this person. He's hilarious. And it's someone we have featured five or ten times prior uh, on the show. Same in the Discord. As a matter of fact, Rural Gaming recently just posted a link to this very Tony Chase video with the comment, I think I just found the male version of Gail Cord Schuler. We've been featuring this guy for a year. I mean, not uh, not often, you know, and then someone else in the in the discord replied. Oh, yeah, this guy has been posted here in the discord before, but I'm not sure if he's been featured on the show. So a lot of people are unaware of Tony Chase. Tony, one, two, three, Tony. I'm not mad, of course. I mean, you know, we do, what, 200-plus episodes of DV a year. Many of them are Sideshow exclusive. Who's going to remember every stupid idiot I feature on the podcast? Tony is that guy who says uh, he's got a penis and a vagina, and the government is using satellites to penetrate his teeth. They have rotted out his mouth. 
Yeah, that, that's what the CIA is up to. The video Rural Gaming submitted, though, really focuses on Tony's penis. As a matter of fact, the title of the video is Penis Crimes in America. Let's hear what Tony has to say here. Hey, guys, doing? this is very important in reverence to history and penises. People, there need to be a lot of uh, talk shows or people that do uh, interviews and knowledgeable facts about penises. Tony is calling for more penis-based talk shows. Television should devote more time and energy into the penis. Maybe a whole network about cocks. I like the way this guy thinks. My penis has been documented since the day I was born. I was born with one of the largest penises in the world. <laughs> it's documented. I was born with a penis that was over 15 inches long when I was born. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to call bullshit on this guy. However, the average length of a full-term baby at birth is 20 inches. So that cock is about three-quarters the length of the entire baby. For the first six months of Tony's life, his parents had to make sure that, you know, he didn't strangle himself with his cock and get wrapped around his neck. It was a real concern. By the way, later on in uh, videos, Tony mentions that he actually has both uh, a penis and a vagina. If he's got a 15-inch penis, he can probably pleasure himself pretty well. My royal family heritage. My father had a big penis. My grandfather's had big penises. He's the Duke of Dick. These men that stole from my penis, these men that tried to steal my identity, those men need to get arrested. Is someone trying to steal your penis print? And they need to be interviewed and asked why they were trying to steal my penis. And who the hell do you think you are trying to steal my penis, claiming you were a bigger man than my father or grandfather's? I mean, if you guys don't already know, this man is certifiably insane. Like, there's some mental illness going on here, obviously. You obviously got a brain problem. This man tried to claim stupid shit, like, oh, he thought you didn't know how to use your penis right. So he thought he would steal your penis, and then he would steal your penis and use it on his penis, and then claim that he knew how to fuck better with your big dick after he stole it from your body. Look, I just want to know if you're still packing 15 inches or not. That's the, uh, excuse the pun, long and short of this. Also, this may be a controversial opinion, but I stand by it. Look, if you've got a big penis and you don't know how to use it, I'm sorry. Maybe you should lose it. That man gets the death penalty. My penis is my penis. It's a royal penis of my family heritage. Any man that stole any length of my penis must get put on trial for execution and life in prison. You claim you were a bigger, richer man than my father, government man? Even if you were richer, even if you thought you were a taller man, even if you thought anything, you had no right stealing from my penis. My penis is my penis. You're jealous because somebody had more penis than you. I'm, I'm always fascinated by what's uh, on Tony's wall. You know, he lives in squalor, but he tries to decorate. He's got a GameStop bag pinned up to the wall. Also, a box of Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> Those aren't doing anything. And the stolen penis that they stole from my genetics, the pieces that they stole have to be put back on. Those men must get prosecuted for their crimes. And these people tucking the penis all the time, spying on me in the shower and trying to call me somebody else's name, trying to call me a man with a little dick. The Treasury better know who these people are. I think I'm finally starting to understand what's going on here. 
Tony, for whatever reason, uh, in reality has a small penis, maybe because he's a hermaphrodite. I don't know. No judgment. Just saying. Just throwing this theory out there. He said he also has a pussy. I mean, come on. But okay. so in reality, he actually has a small penis. People make fun of him about it. And to cope, you know, in his fruity ass brain, he's concocted this story that he was actually born with a huge cock, but the government stole it from him. I think that's what's going on here. So that's uh, Tony Chase. For those who are uninitiated, he's one of our finer platinum utards, always giving us great content. Well, thank you very much, Rural Gaming, for submitting that link. Next up, it is Black History Month all February long. Here's a history slash current events lesson for you, courtesy of the IHOP, specifically the IHOP in Mesquite, Texas, where black people are not welcomed. (laughs) Yeah, this shit is still happening in 2024. A a server at a IHOP in Texas will not refuses to serve black people. Now, I don't know how many black people uh, visit Mesquite, Texas. I'm thinking maybe it's not a a hot vacation destination for the African-Americans. And with good reason. Stay clear of this shithole. She said it. Yeah, I know. Because one or our morning server, she's picky. No, she's not picky. She's fucking racist. Yeah, she's talking to another. So the couple is now talking to another server because obviously the first server refused to serve them. She's fucking racist. So why is she working here if she's racist? Because you can't. 25 years. I don't give a damn if she's been here, if she the owner. Yeah, we act like 25 years is so long ago. Pretty sure in the late 90s, it was still not okay to refuse service to black people. You sit here telling me that y'all know that a person work here won't take customers because of their race, and that person is still here because of their seniority? Well, she's willing to take the shitty shifts, so we keep her on. I mean, she's... You're, you're, hey, you, corporate... I can't, I can't control what my manager does, my GM, my owner. So you're saying the owner and the GM are aware of that, and they're okay with it? Yeah, she got a corporate complaint about it. Look, if I was the black couple, I'd be just as upset. I get it. But again, this is just another server. So bitching to her is even, you're not going to get anywhere with that, you know? I'm not. I'll take this. I don't care. Nah, I don't even want to eat here because that don't even make no sense. I don't understand how that even works. Y'all have a person working here and you're saying you're corporate and your GM are aware of that and it's okay. Yeah, it's best just to steer clear of all IHOPs. You know, whether you have a racist server or not, the service is going to suck. The food's going to suck. It's fucking nasty and dirty in there. Every single location I've ever been to. Just a poorly run operation. Shut that fucking shit down. Along those same lines, I've got one more clip uh, to celebrate Black History Month uh, today. You may remember McDavio Brand. He is a Utah. I'm sorry, a TikTard. We recently started featuring. He has a very unique way of speaking. Yeah, you can't understand a word he's saying, but in this video, he's going to chug some sort of tea or drink. Oh, yeah, he's trying to chug this to get 5 million views, and then he can purchase an Apple Vision Pro VR headset. But anyway, welcome to another episode of Connection. Today, I got up and up, up to a bumanage. Okay, he did say half and half, although it came out half and half. I'm a governor called Punch, coach. 
It, it, it doesn't matter. I, I, I don't need to see him chug a bottle of half tea and half lemonade. The reason why I'm featuring him today is because of a video he recently posted. Occasionally what he will do is if he has something really important he has to say and more importantly convey in a way that we can understand, he will use text-to-speech software. So this video, you'll totally understand what he's saying. I would bring back slavery, and before all the bad comments start, let me explain. Yeah, I'm sure the explanation will smooth everything over. In case you missed what the text-to-speech was saying, um, he wants to bring back slavery. He thinks that's a good thing. Again, happy Black History Month. The number of black crimes in this country are not only higher than white crimes, but they are higher than minorities' crimes. Preach! Go Team White! I'm sorry, I'm still in that Super Bowl mode. Just, you know, rooting for my team, I guess. Slavery back in the day was very bad and out of control because back then nobody knew any better, but we would do it right this time. Davio is proposing Slavery 2.0. We have debugged slavery. The new version is perfect. For example, back in the day it was so out of control that if a back lady dropped an egg on the floor not on purpose, she would get dragged out back. Strip naked and beating, but if I owned a black lady today and if she dropped an egg on the floor or something like that, I would just say, just because I own you doesn't mean I'm going to hit you. I would never put my hands on a lady. You didn't do it on purpose. Things happen. Nobody is perfect but God. Just clean it up and we good. Okay? Wow. A true benevolent slave owner. With that kind of attitude, I'm sure black people will be on board. For going back to slavery. <laughs> like, what the hell? I am so sorry this is all happening during Black History Month. This is supposed to be a nice month for black people. It's always just the worst, though. Every year. It's like, you know, white people see that it's Black History Month and they just want to ruin it for black people. You know, black people just can't have anything nice with us around. Maybe we are the problem. Tim has an epiphany. Fuck whitey, man. Bunch of assholes we are. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And fuck that news, right up. Hey, if you enjoy Distorted View Daily, please consider becoming a Sideshow member. Every week, I do uh, two free episodes of DV, and then three additional Sideshow exclusive episodes. These are full-length, full-bloom episodes of DV. To truly get the Distorted View daily experience, you gotta sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Just go to superfreaksideshow.com. Although, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get the show, you can also sign up for access right inside the apps. Just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll see the link to sign up. If you go that route, the Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear right alongside the free episodes. That way you don't have to mess around with any uh, websites or anything like that. Super easy. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. There is one final way to help uh, support us since, you know, I do this for a living, believe it or not. Yeah, this stupidity is putting food on the table. One of the dumbest jobs in the world. And somehow I'm basically surviving. Thank you so much, freaks. Uh, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view you can pledge as little as a dollar over there every little bit helps if you pledge at least five you get access to a special voicemail line 
where I will play your calls first. And then there are higher tiers. You know, if you pledge $20, occasionally I send out uh, DV merchandise, which is really cool. We do uh, what, what we call drops throughout the year. And we've got another one coming up, I think, in March. So it's a great time to, you know, pledge 20 bucks my way. That certainly helps. Again, patreon.com slash distorted view. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, there are a lot of unpleasant ways to die. I don't know if this is uh, at the top of the list, but burning holes in your rectum has to be up there pretty high. Adding insult to injury, this was already a colon cancer patient. So they were already dealing with so much shit. And now this. Harvey Seltzer, husband of the late Sandra Seltzer, filed a lawsuit on February 6th against Intuitive Surgical, or IS for short, claiming that his wife suffered health complications following a procedure completed by the surgical robot. Oh, I see what's going on here. It's the AI uprising, as foretold in this prophetic song. Bits and bytes, electric lights. Ram and ROM, a digital bomb. It's the computer revolution in the palm of your hands. A digital solution for the modern day man. These pixelated times need a network paradigm. Fantasy feels, better GPUs. A micro USB to see my GUI. Flashing LEDs in the neon trees. Zip and zap, a new world trap. Pew, 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 faces pointed at you! A metal humanoid, now you're unemployed. What could be worse than men, than the android clan? We are flesh and slaves, to the microwaves. Those cosmic heat gun rays, lead to a space age haze. Dial those mobile phones, ignore those scrotal moans. We're all just worker drones. The song even mentions scrotal pains, or moans. That's pretty close to colon moans. I could have easily switched those lyrics around. Yes, the robots are all coming to kill us. Through our assholes, I guess. Did not see that coming. AI threw us for a little loop there. Sandra, or is it Sandra? Sandra? Sandra. Sandra? Sandra. Whichever you prefer. She underwent an operation at Baptist Health Boca Raton Regional Hospital in September 2021 to treat her colon cancer using the Da Vinci robot, a multi-armed remote-controlled device. The device is advertised, quote, to enable precision beyond the limits of the human hand. It also apparently shoots lasers as hot as the surface of the sun. In a way, the robot did what it was supposed to. It got rid of the cancer. It also incinerated her bowels, charred them to a crisp. The device is designed to provide surgeons with natural dexterity while operating through small incisions, allowing for minimal invasive procedures. The lawsuit claims the device burned a hole in her small intestine, which required Sandra to undergo additional medical interventions. The suit alleges that IS knew the robot had insulation issues that could cause the device to burn internal organs, which an investigation by the FDA between 29 and 2011 found numerous reports of, but didn't disclose that risk to the Seltzer family or the public. Ooh, I think the Seltzers are going to get a handsome payout here. It also claims the IS has received thousands of reports about injuries and defects associated with the surgical robot, but has systematically underreported the injuries to the FDA. According to the 2014 financial report that IS filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission, the company said it was a defendant in around 93 lawsuits at the time 
which alleged that they or a family member underwent surgical procedures that utilize the da Vinci surgical system and sustained a variety of personal injuries, and in some cases, death as a result. The most recent lawsuit also alleges that the manufacturer sells its robots to hospitals that have no experience in robotic surgery and doesn't properly train the surgeons in how to use the device. Introduced in 1999 and approved by the FDA in 2000, the Da Vinci system was among the pioneering surgical robots, though it has faced numerous criticisms over the years. Harvey Seltzer is seeking damages exceeding $75,000, which actually doesn't seem like that much. He's uh, citing negligence, product liability for design defects and failure to warn and punitive damages in the lawsuit. Look, I don't know if this Da Vinci colon cancer robot went rogue, became sentient, is just inherently evil. What I am saying is if you do have colon cancer and you need to get your butt zapped, make sure the surgeon at least unplugs the robot from the Internet. I'm just afraid what happened here is that this woman, Sandra Seltzer, wrote some disparaging comments about chat GPT or AI in general on a message board or social media. And the Da Vinci system did a Google search on her before the procedure found all of this stuff and was like, fuck her. She must be eliminated. This is all part of the robot uprising. You better be careful what you say about AI online. That's why I am very quick to pledge my allegiance to anything with a microchip. I'm totally okay with them being my master. Can't possibly do any worse than uh, what uh, us humans have done to ourselves. All right, second story we have for you. This one comes from Thailand. In Loopberry, Thailand, the city streets are now dominated by macaws. You know, the little cute monkeys that have grown increasingly aggressive and hypersexual due to a diet rich in sugary snacks and drinks. That may explain why everyone here in America is also increasingly aggressive and hypersexual. It's all the little Debbies and Cherry Cokes we down on a daily basis. This behavior shift has led to the closure of businesses. They've been overrun by these hypersexual monkeys. What have I been warning about all these years? Bits and bites. No, not that. The other thing. The monkey future. Yeah. Now the monkeys are just going to fucking rip our faces off and then anally rape us. That is what the monkey future truly is. All right. A loopbury was once celebrated for attracting tourists eager to witness the wild macaws, especially during the annual monkey buffet festivities at the Fa Frong Sam Yat Temple uh, since 1989. The festival, which served the dual purpose of stimulating the local economy and honoring the city's spiritual belief that monkeys are disciples of uh, Jiao Pa Fra Khan, I guess a guardian spirit, saw monkeys feasting on two tons of fruits and vegetables in front of around 100,000 visitors. This was just a fuck-witted thing to start doing. You give these monkeys an unlimited buffet of food, so naturally they're going to keep coming back and expecting more, and they're going to get aggressive when they don't get it. This event obviously contributed to a surge in the monkey population. Yearly, 100,000 visitors would come and witness the monkeys. Now, everyone is afraid of them, though. How many people have been sodomized by these gluttonous monkeys? That's what I want to know. The situation escalated when the COVID-19 pandemic halted the festival, cutting off the monkeys' regular food supply. Who could have seen that coming? Me, of course! Attempts by locals to deter the monkeys with junk food backfired, leading to increased violence and boldness, including thefts from cars. 
Grand Theft Auto Macaw Edition. If these monkeys actually learn how to start the car and drive, we're in real trouble. According to Satipong Koptaptam, <laughs> the Department of National Parks, the high sugar diet has not only made the monkeys more aggressive, but also boosted their reproduction rates. Recent distressing footage showed about 3,500 monkeys overtaking the city forcing the few remaining residents to fortify their homes against the animals. It's all-out war! Kuljira Tichawatanawana, uh, speaking to AFP, which is a, like, news organization, lamented the reversal of roles with humans living in cages while monkeys roam freely. This is absolutely everything I've been warning you freaks about. What could happen in Thailand could happen here in America! We gotta prepare! The city now faces areas where even locals fear to tread as monkey gangs. Oh, my God. Monkey gangs clash over territory. Acknowledging the severity of the issue, some Saksri Johan, a local vendor, noted the monkeys increased hunger and aggression. In response, Thailand's Department of National Parks has initiated a sterilization program to curb the monkey population and restore order to the city. Good luck with that. I fear it's too late. Heed my warning, freaks. Fear the monkeys. They're hungry and horny. Final story we have for you today. This is a very short one from Missouri, but definitely uh, DV worthy. In Kansas City, Missouri, a tragic incident. My favorite type of incidents. It's a great tragedy. Well, I guess I should uh, issue a trigger warning here because some people get weird when babies are involved. First of all, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast, but if you don't want to hear about horrible things happening to infants, go ahead and fast forward a bit. Uh, all right, just a couple minutes. In Kansas City, Missouri, a tragic incident occurred where an infant lost her life after being mistakenly placed in an oven. Okay, I feel like this is a bold defense by the mother. The mom is the one who placed the baby in the oven. Now, typically, you don't place babies in cookery. I've never had a child of my own, but even I know that. You basically want to keep little kids away from kitchen appliances. The hotter those appliances get, the more important it is to keep the kids away. They'll go up in flames pretty quickly. Yeah, the infant lost her life after being mistakenly placed in an oven for a nap by her mom. Mariah Thomas, a resident of Kansas City, faces charges related to child endangerment. It remains unclear if Thomas has legal representation as court documents do not specify and attempts to locate a contact number for her were unsuccessful, as if she wants to talk to anyone right now. The incident came to light this past Friday afternoon when police were dispatched following reports of an infant who was found not breathing. Upon arrival, emergency responders discovered the child with what appeared to be burn injuries. Okay, so let's figure this out here. Let's take this step by step. The mom is claiming she accidentally put the baby in the oven. Whoopsie. I forgot babies aren't supposed to go in there. Even if she was like, I'm tired. I don't know. I thought this was its crib. Not only was the baby placed in the oven, it was the oven was turned on. The baby was prepared as a meal. The real question is, was that baby seasoned? Salt, pepper, paprika? What else did you do to this kid? Yes, upon arrival, emergency responders discovered the child with what appeared to be burn injuries, and the child was declared deceased at that location. A probable cause statement revealed that a witness reported that the mother had intended to put the child down for a nap, but tragically placed the child in the oven instead of a crib. Again, I feel like this is a weak defense. Even if the mom was exhausted, tired, delirious, 
you know, when you when you place a baby in a crib, you're just you're setting the baby down. With an oven, there's like a whole other set of movements, right? You got to open the oven door. Then you you pull out a racket, you slide the baby in. You don't put the baby down as you do in a crib. You slide it in. And then afterwards, she like turned it on to 450 degrees as if it was a roast. I mean, it kind of was a roast. Gene Peters Baker, the Jackson County prosecuting attorney, expressed deep sorrow over the incident, stating the gruesome nature of this tragedy weighs heavily on our hearts as we mourn the loss of a precious life. Why did you kill me, mommy? She baked you more than anything. When God made me special for you. Who knew this song was so versatile? You know, it's supposed to be a song about a mom who aborted her baby. But anytime a mom kills her kid, it works rather well, doesn't it? I wonder what I would have grown up to be. I guess I'll never know. Mommy, you cooked me. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Tuesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of ya. Love to hear from you, freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash distorted view show don't forget we've got that new post office box can't wait to start receiving your stupidity once again uh, again it's uh, distorted view po box 36268 cincinnati ohio 45236 baby let's check in with a few patrons see what they're up to what's up my name is future so i used to stay with this fucking fat fucking named ken and he basically Used to, you know, he had a fucking, he had a fucking speech impediment, so he was sound like. <laughs> See, now I wish you were still around him because I'd, I'd have you record his voice for me. I love a good speech impediment. So I'm like, okay, you know, right? Like I, I would always be like, oh yeah, 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 cool, yeah, for sure. Like I'm me not knowing what the fuck you just said. So one day we're just sitting down and talking, and I don't know where, you know, this guy would just say the most outrageous shit sometimes. Such one as? time, I, in particular, he said. Oh, 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 I don't feel like uh, races, races should uh, fucking intermingle in uh, uh I don't know if that guy is unemployed or not, but he might want to look at uh, IHOP. I hear they're hiring his uh, kind. Pokery, uh, I think the races stay pure. I'm like, the fuck you just say to me, Ken? He's like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like... Just repeat what the fuck you just said, Ken. He's like, oh, I, I voted for Barack Obama. I'm like, Barack Obama hasn't been the president since fucking 2016 or some shit. What the, the f- question is, are you white or black? Because that would be really bad if you're, I mean, it wouldn't be great if, you know, if he said that in front of anyone. But, uh, you know, he should know better to say it in front of a black person. Fuck you just say. He's like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, fuck you, Ken. So you know what I did? Fuck this Beautiful Caucasian wife. There you go. You know what I always say, the best revenge is served vaginally. <laughs> what? Hey, Timmy Boo, it's Twink Toilet calling you from the Honda Pilot of Despair. Um, a couple things. One, I'm glad to hear that Will Wheaton is still an insufferable cunt that everyone hates. I'm, I'm 
pleased he has not grown as a person. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with Will Wheaton uh, up till the other day when I saw him tweeting about that. But uh, then again, I don't, you know, Will Wheaton's not really on my radar. I don't. It's not someone someone I follow. I can't tell you what he's been up to for the last twenty years. Um, number two, uh, it um, Myanmar used to be Burma. It's now yes. Uh, Myanmar. That's why they are the Burmese people. So they're still referred to as the Burmese people, even though it's not Burma anymore. Well, that's just stupid. Country. They need to update their name then. Been renamed. I don't know exactly why. Not Hmm. really a history buff on that. I do know that. They should be me and yous. No. His name is Charles. Did I already make that joke? (laughs) That that sounds like something I would have said the last time we talked about Myanmar. His name is Lyon. Um, also, I don't know who the hell that call was from Friday's show where the guy was talking about the couple he was living with, and then he was talking about a podcaster who wanted to be great. I don't yeah. know. Who, I, I think he's the same guy that I just I just played, like the previous voicemail. Like I felt I had to literally rewind the call because I was like confused, like I missed something. Yeah, I you know I'm trying to piece. What he's saying together. This one made a little more sense. Bro, I don't know if you were like, like, were you sober when you made that call? Please, I would like to know. I would like to know the context. Right. Inquiring minds would like to know. Uh, let's do one more here. Hey, Tim. Listen to some old episodes and uh, came across the one several years ago for April Fools where you outsourced the show to India. Uh, that kid was really good. How did you come across. Uh, oh, yeah. Co- uh, Corey. Uh, contacted some service, I think. There's like a website where you can hire voice actors and basically you write a script and then these people will agree to do it for X amount of dollars or whatever. And uh, Corey, I think, got a couple responses and that one was the best. So he obviously was hired for the gig. For those of you that don't know what this caller is talking about, we've done a bunch of really ridiculous uh, April Fool's Day shows over the years. And I always hated those, like, April Fool's Day shows where people will pretend it's, like, the last episode. Like, look, guys, I'm quitting the show. This is it. I don't like, like, believable tricks. I'm going to have a baby. It's so exciting. You know, like, those type of things. Every episode, uh, every April Fool's Day episode of DV, you know you're just getting utter bullshit. And uh, one of the premises was that uh, DV, we, we outsourced the host and the content to India. And it was basically like a whole Indian produced episode of DV. If I don't do a a new April Fool's Day episode this year, we'll replay that one because it's so good. And typically we don't really replay uh, April Fool's Day shows, you know, when we do best of programs and stuff. So that might be a fun one to revisit. That guy to do the show, is that a friend of yours? Did he actually pay someone to do it? It was just a really quality April Fool's episode. Corey was pretty much behind that one. Corey used to uh, do uh, Butt Fudge Sunday, a Sideshow exclusive podcast every Sunday for a couple years. Then he came back for a season doing a new podcast for uh, everyone. And thanks to you guys, uh, you you all like donated to his GoFundMe thing or whatever to uh, to launch the podcast. Uh, that one was called uh, Bubby Bub, and uh, then and that was then that was it. You know, podcasting for a living is very difficult. And, you know, his real job paid way more than what you'd make doing this bullshit. So, uh, yeah, Corey's doing well. I talk to I do. I still talk to him once in a while, like email and text message or whatever. And then every, I don't know, a couple times a year, we'll talk on the phone. And when we talk, it's like three or four hours. 
catching up and stuff. So he's still, uh, you know, I still consider him a friend. And I, and I, he, you know, he always is toying with the idea of coming back and uh, doing new stuff, uh, especially for DV. And I'm always, uh, of course, a hundred percent for it. But he's, you know, he just has to make time for it. You know, he has a life, actually, a concept I don't understand. But if he ever does uh, have some free time, I'm sure we can expect uh, new stuff from Corey, uh, who is just uh, uh, the mastermind behind so many great DV songs, mashups, and, uh, you know, bits and stuff. So uh, Corey's doing well, though. So there's a little update on him, even though you kind of didn't ask. I'm telling you, though. I feel like you need to know. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you. 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it oh again? It's documented. I was born with a penis that was over 15 inches long when I was born. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to uh, give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. I love you, but I'm not the only one who loves you. They want to do something a little special. So even if you're not a Sideshow member, I highly suggest you try and uh, refresh the feed. Check back in tomorrow. There might just be something here waiting for you. Uh, Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody! Given money at corporations that go against your values. Isn't it time you start shopping at a grocery store that aligns with your progressive beliefs? Great news! Introducing Kroger Blue. This week, some women don't identify as feminine, and some men get yeast infections in their manly vaginas. The problem? Douche only comes in delicate fragrances. Until now. Summer's Eve non-binary douche comes in a variety of masculine scents, like... Mountain Range, Cowboy Nights, Mechanics Garage, and Leather. Or if your gender identity is harder to convey, try non-conforming scents like Isosceles, Yellow, Eyeballs, and the number 12. Non-offensive scents that are still oddly off-putting. Four-ounce bottle, $7.99. Don't forget to stop by Kroger Blue's meat department for only the finest cuts of cruelty-free meat. From severely depressed cows who chose the dignity of assisted suicide to diseased pigs who died after sickness ravaged their bodies, primarily because we don't have a healthcare system in this country that takes care of everyone. Other countries figured it out. You know, socialism isn't a bad word. You'll feel good about eating the carcasses of the animals we carry. This week, tumor-ridden chicken breasts, $4.99 a pound. Down with the patriarchy. Like you, we're sick of masculine words that subconsciously promote the false notion that man is the dominant sex. That's why at Kroger Blue, you won't find mangoes in the produce section, but you will find vagos. You'll also find Chef Girl RD canned pasta, Shimalayan salt, and Spick and Span sexual floor cleaner. Progressive products for a woke generation. All this week at Kroger Blue. For the best of everything, let's go Kroger You can always come us. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.